ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another episode i'm your host steven g gaxiola and you are listening to the raider and the saint podcast There's a part of me that, you know, wants a Ryan to win, the Southern California kid with that part of it. Um, but his dedication to boxing, and I'm a boxing fan, right? I, I like MMA as well, but I'm more of a boxing fan. Yeah. Um, so his his lack of dedication or love for the sport, from what I see as a fan, kind of turns me off from him. You Who, know? Garcia? Garcia, correct. Yeah. One of those great fighters. Wasn't he, isn't he like a internet sensation and then became a boxer or... He's always been a boxer. He's right? always he's been a boxer and became an internet sensation mm-hmm. through through boxing. He just got knocked down his first fight, uh, his recent fight, right? I'm not a hundred. Yeah, on that, yeah. I to just saw a couple of his highlights. He got he got knocked down. Uh, he said he wasn't taking it serious, this and that. But uh, he yeah. better be on his A game going in against Tank. Yeah, you know. No, but I think exactly. this is one. Of, I don't know too much about Tank either. But you would think it'd be one of his biggest challenges. But I've seen Tank knock out some big heavy dudes. I mean, he he knocked out um, what's his name pretty bad uh, Santa Cruz, but Santa Cruz got some got some shots off, and mm-hmm. that's where I'm kind of like seeing if I think Ryan has a little more power than than Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz is always taking fighters to 12 rounds. He's a lot lighter, mm-hmm. um, but again, his dedication and it looks like Tank has been dedicated to the sport. Like he knows this is this is my meal ticket, while Ryan has other things that going from yeah 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 so yeah what do you think about francis naganu you think he's gonna ever get you think he fucked himself <sighs> Leaving i the, heard he got hurt because tyson fury's supposed to fight uh anthony joshua or somebody else and then wilder's supposed to fight somebody in the same night the same under the same uh venue in Saudi Arabia, I was reading. Wow. It's supposed to be a $400 million pay, payday for all those fighters. It's amazing the money they yeah. have over and there, And Francis Zagano ain't in it, dude. And he's not going to be there. No, no. Because wow. he's been talking rumors about it. They've been spreading rumors that he's going to fight Tyson. Tyson Fury has been wanting to do that as well. But it looks like uh, you bit the hand that fed you. Right. And now, guess what? The hand that you bit, bit has all the influence around, including boxing. Yeah. Now you're gonna starve. Yeah. Now that sucks, though, huh? It does, cause yeah, no, this whole. Cause he wants so mm-hmm. much money, and other other combat sports will take him, like one championship, uh, Bellator. They they would pride. They they would take him, but I don't know how much money he's asking for. Yeah, I'm not. I didn't yeah. see the numbers, but I could imagine, right? And 
fighting in, the, in these kind of cards where it's uh, those uh, celebrity type cards is uh, where the money's at right now, and it's kind of hurting our sport, right? But it 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 was created by their own by their own sports promoters, their own promotions that were, um, you know, not wanting to put their best fighters against each other. No, go ahead, keep going. It's just so. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, but uh, I think uh, Wilder is supposed to fight uh, Andy Ruiz on, on oh, that card. Oh, you flagged him in the wrong way. Give me a second. That's folks. fine. They're not eight energizer uh, batteries, right? We're supposed to be boycotting energizer for some reason. Not a hundred on the reason, but they haven't been too friendly for to their employees. All right, all right, my apologies, folks. My cameraman moved to Texas to uh, try to live a better, li better life. Shout out to David Bowen. He's uh, called me the other day, said he misses California, he misses the podcast, and he says he'll be back in about a year. But uh, yeah, you're gonna have technical difficulties. Uh, and but uh, shout out to my boy Eric, who's uh, here. He's learning on the fly. Uh, probably turn down those levels. See how they're turning red? Turn them down to about seven or six, and we should be good. Yeah, he had he had things plugged in wrong. But anyways, uh, let's go on with the show. Uh, once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every day to the Raider and the Saint podcast. Uh, today's date is April the twenty second. This is episode one fifty four. My guest today is Jorge Ortiz. He is a shop steward from Albertson's Dry Groceries. We just had Carlos Quinones on, who ran for secretary treasurer. He had his uh, his take of, of, of uh, you know, just talk about where he came from, who he's about. And so uh, I wanted to reach out to more Albertson's people, and I want to give a shout-out to all Albertson's workers, man. It was a real honor to hang out with you guys couple weeks ago and I got to meet you guys uh, hang out I'm a UPSer and it's uh, we're all from the same local so it was cool to mingle and, and get to know you guys you guys are all my brothers and sisters and I love you and so I, I want to extend the the invitation to any Albertsons people that want to come on the show and, and and have a good time and chill just we're all the same people man we all bleed the same blood Absolutely. Uh, we, we come from the same soil Absolutely. You know, we we just we, we all have families. We like to have beers. We like to watch sports, and uh, it, it it gets too crazy sometimes. And I and I get it, but uh, we're all brothers and sisters here. Absolutely. And so I wanted to thank you, Jorge, for, for coming on the show. Thank you. Uh, talking you, about MMA and everything, but hey, I want the audience, my listeners from around the world, you know, from Germany to Africa to Spain to Italy to Alaska. I want them to get to know you. 
know who you are, what you're about, man. And once again, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to come out here and at least uh, tell my story, right, from uh, the experiences that I have uh, as, as far as being a Teamster and uh, my transition from uh, the Jeez. local that I was at to where I'm at now and how we got to where we're at, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I started my career as a Teamster in 1998. I had uh, two- Okay, like me. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I started in 98, August of 98 at UPS. Okay, you, you got me by two months. I'm October. <laughs> October 1st. Okay. Yeah, of 98. Um, I had two friends of mine working uh, for Vons, which were we, we were at at the time. One was at the Santa Fe Springs facility. One was at the El Monte facility. Mm -hmm. I was living in Hawaii at the time. And, um, Are you Hawaiian? No, I'm I'm Salvadorian actually. Oh, okay. Born and raised in in Los Angeles, but my parents are from Salvador. So okay, Salvador what made so what made you go to Hawaii? Uh, you know what? At that time, I was 18, 19. I was getting into some trouble here in L.A. And uh, yeah, who was it? Yeah, exactly, dude. You remember it was 91, 90, Everyone 92. Everyone Yeah, how old yeah. are you? Uh, I am gonna be 50 this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. November, I'll be 50. Okay. So. So you got in some trouble, and they your parents shipped you to Hawaii. Uh, or you just actually took off? not. I was getting out of county, and one of uh, my aunt that I hang out with, my cousin. Uh, my uncle was working construction out there. Mm -hmm. My uncle was working construction out there, and um, damn, he got locked up in county, dog. In LA, yeah, for a little. How bit. How long were you in county for? Uh, so the last time I went there, maybe two to three times. Oh, you shit. know, little stints. Like the last time, I think it was a month and a half. A month and a half. It was just long. little misdemeanor stuff, misdemeanor breaking stuff. entries, stealing, it, yeah, beating up people. No, none of that. None stuff. of that. No, just kind of just, just mischief. Mischief, okay. mischief without the uh, the aggression stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, it was it was nothing nothing ever major. Like I said, it was a month and a half, uh, not paying warrants, you know. Get you know not. Then you were what stuff eighteen like at the time. Eighteen, exactly. Yeah. What part of LA did you grow up in? Huntington Park. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. So you remember at that time, like in was in the eighties, eighty five. They had those was, movies out at Huntington Park, Echo Park, and all that. Well, and I was more toward, no, that's Highland Park. So we're more towards like Southgate, uh, Linwood, okay. Walnut Park. Uh, that's the area that I was at. More okay. towards uh, the railroad tracks uh, was the border of Watts and uh, L.A. South Central was was our, our border. Oh, wow. But I was actually in Huntington How Park. How was it Walnut growing Park. up? How was it growing up? Uh, it was it was rough, bro. It Were was, your parents from El Salvador, so you're yeah. second generation or first generation? First generation. Yeah. Wow. So so they were they were um from the old country, you know, straight by size. Um, didn't understand the culture. Um, you know, we didn't grow up with the with the um with the PlayStations and all that stuff. So we would go out and play, right? And we would be out there with the with the homies running around and like like you said, just um, mischief stuff, you know, um, yeah. ding dong ditch, uh, uh, stuff like, but running over car, running over over backyards to go knock on somebody's back door. You know, it would mm -hmm. be the, the bigger the dare, the bigger the, you know, mm -hmm. the, the funner it was, right? Mm -hmm. So things like that. Um, my parents weren't too aware tagging, stuff like that, you know, so, um, once I started getting into trouble and I I got into some mess as a young kid um, and I, I, I went to juvie and that's when my parents really started kind of paying attention. Right. And so when I got out, our house was for sale. So when I when we were driving up and I seen our the, the for sale sign out there, I was like, what the hell is that? And uh, sure enough, so we moved out to Ontario south ontario i ended up uh finishing my high school at chino high school 
I went to Chino my junior and senior year. Um, and, you know, at the time, I didn't understand it. I was mad as hell at my parents and stuff like that. Uh, but now I thank them. I mm-hmm. thank them. I'm grateful for that, you know, um, that, that they got me there. I started going to adult school, night school. I had to, you know, make up all those credits and stuff like that. Did you join any gangs or anything like that? It was just... No, never joined the gang. Okay. We lived on the block. block That's yeah. why. We lived on, on the... So main. you didn't have to. I didn't have to. My dad was a bad alcoholic at the time. Oh, wow. So he's one of those binge drinking alcoholics. When he's not drinking, he's very um, almost scholarly. Like he taught me how to play chess, read books. Like I'd have to watch movies and write a report on my vacations. Um, And then I can go and play and stuff like that. Um, But when he was drinking, it was a Jekyll and Hyde type of thing. And, you know, he would go out there and and. you know, tell 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 the homies like, hey, leave my son alone, and they'd have to tell, hey, your dad's over here tripping on us, dog. You know, we don't want to. And then, I'd, come on, dad, stuff like that. So, Mm-mm. you know, um, that's the kind of uh, um, that's how I grew up. And mm-hmm. um, so I went to Chino, and uh, ended up graduating. Uh, played football for a couple of years out there, and uh, started going to community college, but still coming back to LA and partying. And you know, it, it start, <laughs> where we grew up, we started smoking drinking at, at 12 13 we were in junior high you know going to first period drunk already right there was liquor stores that would sell us beers in maywood and mm. and all these areas and so um you know um went out there and uh, it was the best thing that my parents did for me man i thank them all the time for that you know one of my homies ended up going to uh doing four years a lot of them you know everybody did okay for themselves but there was a lot of people that didn't make it out you know mm-hmm. a lot of people did okay for them. I, I shouldn't would, say everybody. So they sent you to Chino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to to Ontario. I, I live. We bought a house in oh, Ontario. Oh, so they moved. They moved. We moved. Out. Yeah, yeah. What'd we we sold the house. Work, or what they do? Well, I mean, what'd your dad? Was he a carpenter? What did he do? No, my dad was uh, again because of his alcoholism and his binge drinking. He was he 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 had a lot of different jobs. My mom was the the stable one. Mm. She was the stability. She was the one the rock. Uh, my dad was again when he wasn't drinking. He was awesome. He was, uh, you know, he 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 did his thing. But we went through a lot of ups mm. and downs because of how that. many? Do you, how many? Do you have siblings? I have three sisters. Oh wow! Yeah, three sisters. I was the only boy. So. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you the oldest? Uh, I'm not. I am third in line. So I got two older sisters and a baby sister. Oh okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So they bought a house in Chino. Mm-hmm. Your parents still around? Uh, yeah, they're still around. Yeah. yeah, but because of my dad's situations and stuff, at the, at the end of the day, they ended up losing the house. It was a real nice house out there, you know, four bedroom pool. They tried to hook it up. They gave me a pool, a basketball court to, you know, to to uh, to try to entertain me while I was out there, right? Because you got to remember, ninety one Chino was yeah, it's empty. was it's, cow yeah, yeah. country. Yeah, yeah, it was cow country. I know people who lived out there to uh, Eastville. Yeah, yeah, I lived in Corona for a while. I had a house out, <laughs> or a condo out there. Back before 08, 08 came, but I had people that lived across the way. I think they turned to Eastville, and it was cow country, dude. Yeah. Just, man, now they're all gone, right? Yeah, they're, they're all, all gone. gone. Yeah, they cleared it out, man. Man, mm. what was there to do out there? Nothing, huh? Well, I, How was the school? Well, the school was okay. The school was interesting. You know, when I first drove up to Chino High School, it said home of the Cowboys. And I'm just like, man, it even fits the school and everything, you know. Um, but, no, I met some good friends there. I still talked to maybe two of them. Uh, when so how were you? What year uh, high school were you? I was my sophomore going into my junior year. Okay, it so happened right during the years. summer. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. so I had a solid two years there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was, uh, 
like I said, it was it was cool. Um, but uh, so I ended up moving to Hawaii and uh, I stayed out there for about four years. Um, so they sent you or you decided to go? I decided to go. I decided you to said go. I'm gonna go to Hawaii so I was I was in in 9300 county county people know 93 94 they were that that was the the levels that back in those days I don't know if it's still the same it's been a while since I touched down in those places um but uh so I'm in there and I have two bunkies and they're older right they're to me they were fucking old but they were maybe 30 something and they were talking about hey when we come back uh you know we'll bring this and we'll do that blah 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 well I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna do this and I'm just like listening to their I said, fuck, I ain't coming back. Fuck this. I ain't coming back. And so I, I got out. I called my aunt, and I asked her if she would lend me money to, to fly me out. And she was happy to do it because I was hanging out with her son, which is my cousin. And uh, she flew me out there, and I went out there with my, my uncle. Um, my uncle took me in, and uh, he was working construction. And uh, just I was only going to go out there to, to stay there for, for the summer, right, to earn to, 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 to earn. Yeah. Uh, uh, to save for a car. What island you go to? Oahu. Okay. Yeah, I was on Oahu for the four years. I stayed about six months on the big island. I traveled around a couple of islands just because I was doing this. Uh, we were uh, removing asbestos for uh, the sugar cane, uh, the, the old sugar cane factories, right? They're, they're yeah. not, no longer there, right? Yeah. I don't know where they're getting, they're getting their sugar now, but... Um, yeah, see, Fucking that's... Fucking helicopters, shit. dude. <laughs> Everybody's getting in trouble. Um... I know it's Saturday. Good thing we're not doing it in Norwalk, because then it would be a whole bunch of. They're always up there. Well, I always somebody said I was always there was a guy revving his car the other day, and they go, "We, we barely can hear it, but you can hear everything, so it okay. sounds louder than what it really is." Okay, but yeah, so uh, so I ended up um, talking to my friends. Right, we would always keep in contact, and they ended up getting these jobs. They got their jobs maybe in '96. Uh, maybe a year before and uh, they were starting their families at that time. I was on my second daughter. She's 90 so, uh, Okay, so how old were you when he, you so you moved back from Hawaii? How old were you when you moved back from Hawaii? I was 23 I was 23 when I moved back to back here and how many years you're in Hawaii for four years? Yeah for four years Yeah, About how'd you like years. Hawaii? I loved it, bro. I yeah, left. Yeah, it's a piece of my heart over there. What made you Absolutely. leave? Um, well, I, I did get the island fever after four years, bro. You know, what's the island uh, fever? Island fever is like, uh, you know, I'm not you feel as isolated. You feel isolated. You know, I'm not a much. I love the water. So I enjoyed it for all those years. But I wasn't a full on surfer or anything like that. So there's so much I can do. And it, it just yeah, it just basically wore on me. I remember one of my my first podcast. I went to Arizona, my my neighbor who not this house next over used to live and when i moved in here in 2010 uh i knew him from high school and so he told me a lot about uh, conspiracies and right wing and we learned how to build guns and we, we learned a lot together so he moved out to arizona to live a you know get away from the laws of the land we live in today so i wanted my first episode it had to be him i said you got to come on this is the reason why i started the podcast because i love conspiracies I love uh, uh, talking about things like the unknowns and stuff like that. So I went, I trekked out to Phoenix, Arizona and got on a sh and we had a podcast, but before we did the show, we went shooting and at one, and at one point we're, we're shooting and, 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 and we finished shooting and we went to the store to get some beers and, and get some snacks and we're going to do the podcast. 
And I remember walking out of the store and something came over me. I don't know if it was anxiety. I don't know. It was just weird. And and I and I for a quick second, I, I my body started to panic because I, I told myself, it's like I'm in the middle of nowhere. You know, like I'm in the middle of nowhere. Like you can't go to the ocean and, and be there in 20 minutes and put your feet in the water. Right. You can't go an hour, you know, maybe you could an hour away and go to the mountains, but. It was weird just because I was in the middle of nowhere. Right. So when you say island fever, I don't know what it would be called. Where I was, I was in the middle of Phoenix and made homesick. I was only gone for a few hours, but it, it went away. Uh, my other buddy, he got dr- he started drinking him, getting elevation sickness. Oh, Maybe that was, that's what it was, but I, I could only imagine like you're stuck on this island and you only, you want, you, the only way to get somewhere is through plane. Exactly. Because boats can't go to Hawaii because of the current. Right, right. And my parents go, well, we're going to, they don't want to fly. So we'll take a boat to Hawaii. I said, that will take fucking 60 days. Right. I think yeah. it's like 30 days or something like that, something weird. You have to fly to Hawaii because the cur- way the current runs, you you can't. Right. It's a trip, right? No. yeah, I, It's a lot shorter than that nowadays, I think, as far as the, the, the cruises. Really? Are, yeah, but there's something to it as far as. Yeah, because you never hear cruises going to Hawaii. It's always Mexico. And then if you want to go on a cruise, you got to go fly out to Florida and then head down to the Bahamas. And You're absolutely that. right. Or they come down here and they go to Alaska from Seattle or whatever it is. Yeah, if you want to go to Alaska, you got to go up to Seattle. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the way that I think the current runs. But anyway, so, yeah, you came back from Hawaii and you, you met someone. Yeah, I met someone out there. and uh, Oh, you met him out there and then my Hawaiian? My wife? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're separated right now, but oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, no, you know it happens. Um, so I ended up coming back because they were working at this job. It was a great job, you know. One of them was driving an Integra at the time. The other one's driving a a brand new Accord, which were the the the, the nice cars from the you know at, at, in in our neighborhoods at the time. And they were starting their families. They both were having their first kids as well and stuff like that. And mm. so. Uh, they said, come back down, right? It took me a year before I came back in. I came back and I started working at the Olive Garden and stuff as a, mm-hmm. as a waiter at the one in Downing at Stonewood Mall back in 97. Um, and eventually I got, I got the call at the, uh, at the Vons facility. And okay. I ended up starting my career there at the El Monte. And I only lived about three miles away from the Santa Fe Springs facility, but they ended up sending me to El Monte. So that's where I ended up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I started there, and, you know, for my first, I was 24. Um, I was about to turn 25, and uh, for the first seven or eight years, I pretty much the young bunch, and it was a hiring of maybe about between 50 to 100 of us from 96 to 2000. And we're all between the ages of 18 and 27. And so it's just one big fucking mayhem just it's a one big party basically dude mm-hmm. it's almost like we were we were in county we were back in county you you everything was there you needed everything black market thing you needed fireworks guns drugs whatever type of drug you're in whatever was you needed was there right um <laughs> it was just it was it, it was wild um going into so so i wasn't into the union um now mind you i was telling you about my dad that he always made me read and kind of was 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 socially conscious right my dad could almost be considered almost commie you know he's very uh, very uh left 
ideologies. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I always and and when when we talk about that from the old country is like help the poor and 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 you know the the, the whole the, the regular uh, alignment, right? Uh, abortion, no to abortion, the whole the whole Latino type of democratic type of belief. Uh, what do you mean, like as far as like abortion, like he. he Anti, okay. anti, ant, ant, anti, anti would time. be more conservative nowadays. Nowadays, nowadays, but back then, well, our Latinos were were very um, aligned as far as with the Catholic belief, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And the Catholic belief at that time, well, was democratic, was kind of yeah, well, because it so was reversed. More, yeah, it was it was more. They they've always been towards because um, now Democrats more abort pro oh absolutely oh absolutely but they yeah, 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 i didn't yeah, know yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. they switched yeah yeah yeah. no no not that not that well, not the like, parties not the parties, not the parties but the yeah. what they because nowadays democrats pro-abortion yeah no so my dad never been into a party or, or anything or, like okay, that okay. yeah yeah no never never like that i'm just t- talking about more of his ideologies and so that's why and, and even me to this day i'm more of a moderate there's a lot of you know in, in any political party and even in, in our own jobs, right, you like this this thing, but you don't like this. You like that, but you don't like this. And we can have five different options here, right? Yes. You're going to pick three different ones, and I'm going to pick three different ones, yeah. right? And and it's just that's going to be the difference and stuff. And that's where I'm at. With, that's what I mean more by that part of yeah, it. Is like, with, no, I try not I, to. I, I agree. I think yeah. there's a, to have one one two parties, Republican, Democrat, and you got uh, Libertarian, you got Tea Party, uh, who who knows what else, what else is out there? Those are probably the one of the main ones, uh, or I think Independent is independent, another one. Independent, the per, per, but to have the, the main ones is Democrat, Republic, Republican, are ridiculous, correct. because there's some things I'm 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 for exactly. You know, bro. example legalize uh, legalized drugs. Right. You right. want to you want to kill this this drug pandemic that I've been promoting a lot on Instagram and on my podcast. Shout out to Akbar. Uh, that's that was on my show. My hats off to him. You know, he was uh, incredible. Yes, incredible. Yes. Yeah, he is. He's very incredible. He does. He's a lawyer. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's passed what, the bar okay. exam. Very, very smart, intelligent dude. Uh, but really low to earth. Like sports. We were part of the flag, or not flag. We were part of a fantasy football league for many years. Oh, okay. That's I met him through uh, through buddies I went to high school with. So I've always kept in, in touch with him for many years. Very smart. He he. Does his research? Uh, oh, absolutely. He does his he research, and so I have to make sure I'm prepared to, because I, I can talk about drugs and pills. I've been, I have my experience, and I, get, but I always have to make sure I brush up, and I have books and I have videos that I've watched, and so I had to brush up to make sure and write my notes. Because when you come on, you forget things. You know, should I should have said this, but yeah, it was a good thing. Uh, going back to it is, you you want to eliminate the, the the epidemic, is uh, legalize it. Have have little fucking dens. Right. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, and have them come in, get their fix, and get them to work. You know, there, there's plenty of things to do. It, it it shouldn't be that bad. I just posted in San Francisco they're bringing in the National Guard. I saw that, man. As a police officer, I'd be stressed out, right? I'd want to quit. I'd feel like there's no support. But you know what? You still got to hold your ground. You still got to hold your place where you're at. I get it. I couldn't imagine how, what they're going through. They're just probably going home, and a lot of them would like to know the suicide rate or the drug addiction rate or alcohol misery rate for cops that are that are from San Francisco that got to see dudes running into the stores and ransacking it or breaking windows right in front of them because they, they can arrest them. Then they got to do 20 pages of paperwork to only see the guy fucking walk out. 
Oh, absolutely. It must and be just continue to continue to do that, and we're ignoring that. And that's one thing that pisses me off uh, is that we're we. This is our politicians that we elected, and we're not holding them accountable. Right. We're just going on and just going through life and paying bills and this and that. It's it's very frustrating. So. One of the things about that, um, Stephen, is that, uh, and, and, and your, your guest last week kind of touched on it, right? Um, there's just so many layers and, and, and factors, components to whether it's the homeless issue or the drug addiction issue or whatever it might be, that it's hard to identify it and, and, and cover that hole, right? Because it's five different holes. It's not just that one hole. Yeah. And so to, I mean, California, because he was throwing the numbers about California. I mean, there's a lot of people that come from out of state to California knowing the resources that are thrown at them, um, the social resources that are thrown on them. So it's some of it isn't created by our own politicians, or it might be because of their, because of that, what they're giving. But, in, so but what I'm saying, it it's for not, votes. but it's not coming from within California. Not everything. Of course mm -hmm. we have it, but there is some, some, in, in my opinion, from what I've seen, there's been outside influence, let's say, mm -hmm. that has been bringing certain things to California. Oh, it's, it's, it's always good. It's greasing, greasing people's palms, put this in my pocket. And it's 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 a nasty system. Politics is very very ugly. Right. You would think uh, sports is is bad or people going through certain things is bad, but man, once you start getting into politics, dude, it's a whole another level. And it's <laughs> we might not we might not be here long enough to see the outcome of what we're doing to this country, but eventually we're gonna have to pay that debt. Oh, absolutely. We we are in a national debt. Who's paying that back? Oh, absolutely. Our great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren, someone's going to have to pay, suffer for that, for the way we're living now. Yeah. And they're just living off of us. Uh, Feinstein, for example. Look how much money she's made. She's getting ready to retire. She looks like a corpse. Right. How much money she made during the pandemic, or her husband. Right, right, you right. Know, how right. much money did they make? Right, I don't know, absolutely. And we still continue to, 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 to vote her in. I mean, what what has she really done? Look at, for example, if I got if I got elected in my city of Fullerton, right? Say I go down to City Hall, I start getting involved, and I start campaigning, and I get elected. And then I move, work my way up into the, into the system, and I become uh, some type of senator. I'm not going to forget my city. My city goes to shit. I'm going to make sure I take care of my people first who got me to where I am today. Right, right, right. What has she done? How about Newsom? But we continue to vote. But you not you you hit that on on, on point. Because one of my friends who's been on the show, he says, uh, he's a real estate agent. He says once, for example, my brother-in-law just moved to Utah to, uh, this morning. Took off. Oh shit! Yesterday we had a dinner, a goodbye dinner with him at, at Lucille's. Everyone's crying. It's it's a sad moment. My brother-in-law. I've known him since he's. You know, I've been I've been with my wife since high school, since I was 14 years old. So I'm I'm 42 now. Okay. So we've been together for many years, uh, and so I've known him for many years. And to see him grow and have kids and get married, and and he he's moved he moved to Utah to to live a better life because it's too expensive to live here. It's you know, and he he's a smart guy, and so was his wife, and they they made good money, but. They, they went on to, to start a new chapter. Yeah. And somebody, my buddy who was on the show, who's a real estate agent, told me, once you leave California, it's hard to come back because you need 
proper you know credit scores proper income for them to allow you to come back right but if you don't such as your your immigrant um you're you're under uh, an underachiever or you just need help there are programs that allow california to bring you back bring those people in really? first timers and so are they doing it for votes <laughs> you know uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. one of those things you got you got to ask there's a lot of people that i know that left that are gone a lot of podcasters, a lot of people up there in, in the rankings and, and podcast rankings and just say that they're gone. I can't go, dude. It's too fucking hot in Texas, dude. Yeah, yeah, same here, man. Florida, fuck you, dude. I already got sweaty gooch, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Imagine if I go to Florida, bro. My shit be chained. I wouldn't be able to fucking walk, dude. I'd be, like I'd be walking like, a, like this, be dude. Rosado. I, yeah, I, yeah, I gotta yeah. just... It's it's you damned if you do you damned if you don't right no right? absolutely it's just so much so much you could do you could sit here and and talk into your 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 red in the face but yeah the only thing you could do is is be the guy that you're meant to be right right, it, right. It, it's tough it is tough for everybody but life's tough right oh, one minute you're here one minute you're gone. Life isn't fair. I tell my yeah. kids that all the time. My brother didn't didn't got COVID. Didn't wake up one morning. My condolences. You know to what I mean? Uh, I I lost another homie. Uh, we we lost uh, Alex. Eric. Alex was thirty five. Had a heart attack in December. Gone. Uh, I lost my cousin a week later. Twenty nine. Found him in his room. Gone. We just had one of my good friends. My shout out to my my, my boy, rest in peace, Salmonzo, was a UPSer. Had brain cancer. I saw him a couple weeks ago before he passed. He's gone. Man, I was almost gone. I could just a heart failure. My heart was pumping at fifteen percent. Got the flu. Ended up getting myocarditis, which they've been talking a lot about the news. Ended up causing congestive heart failure. Almost died. I'm here, you know, and. Still gonna continue to fight the good fight, yeah, but I fight. I fight for those people because they're probably in paradise. They're probably having a good time. One of my friends who's actually shipping off to the army. Shout out to my boy Octo. He called me the other day and he says that Alex, well, one of the homies that passed, that I just mentioned, uh, he was visiting him uh, in his dream, and he told him to tell his mom that he didn't do this on purpose, you know, because uh, we all uh, battle. You know, he was battling drug addiction. His demons, yeah. Yeah, he was battling his demons, and he didn't do it on purpose. Uh, he was wow. actually sober, uh, and he was trying to live a good life. And he was—he actually moved out to Palm Springs to live with his girlfriend. And he was doing good things, and he just—sometimes you it, it, it's your time. Who knows? But he, he appeared to him in a dream, and he said, tell my mom I, I love her, and, and I didn't know what happened, and I didn't do nothing. And I said, it, but he kept telling me the story and everything, and he was talking back to him. And I said, sounds like him. I go, sounds typical. You know, I go, how he, he go, I go, how is it on the other side? He goes, it, he goes, it's all right. And I go, yeah, that sounds like him. You know, you really? would ask him, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. But it's, uh, we're here for one shot. Oh, absolutely. All right, we got one shot of this. And we have to keep moving forward. We have to be positive and leave something on this work, on this earth. My kids, they're inside. They know my son is in high school. tells tells his friends. My dad does a podcast, and they're like, "Oh, you know, they think it's it's cool and all that." 
But this is this is something that's going to be on the internet for the rest of my life. My exactly. my my grandchildren, my great grandchildren, they want they want to get to know who I was. They could tune in all my episodes. I only got to know my grandpa and my grandma for a certain amount of time. Right. And there was no memoirs left, no book they wrote. It was just pictures and memories from your your aunts, uncles, and your mom or dad that would talk about them. So right. I think this is this is great that. We have technology and we're doing doing something. Right, right. No, definitely. Technology definitely has some good things to offer. It brings right? us closer. Um, you know, I don't think it was created to for a um, for nefarious reasons, you know, for to, to, to but people use it for those reasons unfortunately. Um, real quick shout out to uh my James Moran's family. Out from the Brea warehouse, he uh, passed away or he left us uh, last last is week. Is that they had the the receiving box? Yes, yeah, yes. I remember. Forty two years that. old as well. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Daughter that, went to go wake him tough. up, and he's one of those guys that I tell you that grew up with us in the El Monte facility. One of the many guys that got hired during the time that mm. we were able to make it through, and uh, he was at, at Brea when it happened. So yeah, man, it, it was it was devastating when we all heard about that, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's tough. You, uh, we got to stick together. Yeah, definitely. We got to stick together and be, and be uh, real quick on the because uh, I got to make myself a self correction on the uh, yeah, whole Democratic on. and um, Catholic and all that other stuff. I was more meant when I was speaking to that. I meant more as far as the way I was brought up as just being compassionate towards certain situations. Now, who's on what side doesn't matter because I might have my cousins and them listen to this. And they are conservative Catholics, and so you know they're just as compassionate. And I yeah, love parents, you. My parents, I love you, y'all. So you yeah, know. we were raised. We were. I was raised in the in the Pentecostal church. Oh, okay, yeah. And my parents were they living it not. They were in the street, right? Just like everyone's got a story. I was in the streets. Right. They were in the streets, right. and they come from big families. You know, twelve, fifteen, six, and eighteen brothers and sisters. Big families, both of them, both sides. Right. And so they felt compelled to when I was born, I was I, I was one out of three kids. I was the, I'm the eldest to change their lives and, and get involved in the church. And so I was raised Pentecostal since I was born. Oh, okay. uh, I learned a lot from I went from working the audio, the, 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 the board, uh, what they call the soundboard. We were at Cal State Fullerton for for many years. And so every every Sunday we had to get up at six. Meet him at meet him at Cal State Fullerton before I even went to the school. I was probably sixteen, and uh, we, I would set up the equipment. I learned how the wires, everything plugging in, speakers, equipment, and I remember those days. But I, I was I was I was raised in that environment, and that was conservative. It was re, and it was Republican. Yeah, That's yeah. more what it meant. Yeah, uh, you know. So when it yeah, it's a different Democrat, Republican. Right, right. Uh, no, but no, it's no. it's it's weird because there's some things that I'm for, and it's right. on the Democratic side. Same here, man. You know, it, we could go really deep, talk about abortion, women's rights, LGBTQ, Bud Light. Now everyone's because <laughs> the girl wants to put herself on, and it's just it's it. Everything's getting way too political now. Yeah, and they're just. Jamming it down our throats. My dude. my opinion on what happened, Stephen, is that it, it was um, 
the scales were unbalanced, let's say, you know, in all fairness to the LBGDQ community, because well, you could go back to the 50s and 60s where yeah. homosexuality out in the open was it was outlawed, and even in Los mm -hmm. Angeles. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go to Saudi Arabia, outlawed in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, there had to be a, a, a balance, but I think we've overdone it. I think we've become oversensitive to it. Um, but, you know, that's my opinion. And my daughters sometimes feel that I'm a little insensitive about their, their needs. Yeah, but. we started we started <laughs> become like our parents. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, absolutely, man. That progressive commercial, right? The thing is, if, if we let them all be, you, now they're trying to p push pedophilia on us. Yeah. You know, first it was being gay and lesbian. Then it's gonna now now it's it's really transgender, letting men who act like women join in women's sports because they feel I feel like I'm a woman. And but when it really comes down to it, it's science. Oh, absolutely. Your 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 chromosomes are different. No matter how many hormones or suppressant hormones you're taking to make you a woman, it does. I I think there should just be a separate. Okay, just make a transgender thing. Absolutely, transgender leagues. But they want to be yes. women so bad. They want to be a man so bad. It's just, yeah. I think. Oh fuck! Yeah. I mean, I, I don't it's even really want to go down this hole. But it's a lot of a lot of mental issues yeah. because we we've accepted if if you're if you're gay, bisexual, it, it's fine. Right, right, right. My parents don't. Right. My parents right. still think you got demons inside you. Right. <laughs> and I look at it like this. Eventually, we're going to have to answer, right? That's when right. we pass, we're going to have to answer to somebody. That's right. What you do in this life, don't think it's it's it. Because if that's the case, then why do you feel a certain way when you're young? And say, when you remember when you're young, you would do something, you would feel guilty about oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then the more you kept doing it, the older you got, it just, you had no remorse. Right. Look at Chicago, what's going on. Uh they're killing each other. Like no big deal. Just right. boom, going, going to sleep. We've created that environment. It's crazy. And we're eventually they're they're gonna. I mean, the thing is, they don't understand they're doing wrong. They're being taught and what they see that it's right. Right. Absolutely. But someone like me, I know what's wrong. And eventually, the majority of us, we have a, we have an example to make. But we're gonna have to answer to somebody. No, absolutely. Every day we wake up, we walk our daily lives, and we got to represent because at the end of the day, when we pass, what that's the most important. We're going to have to answer. Right. No, absolutely. Um, when I went to Hawaii, the uncle that I moved out there with was going to a Pentecostal church, right? Mm -hmm. And out of respect, I'd go with them on, on Sundays. Uh, I ended up learning the most, my finding most spirituality through that mm -hmm. church. Mm -hmm. Really enjoyed it. Um, mind you, I was 20, 19 going, you know, I was from 19 to 23, 24 when I came back. Um, so I learned a lot from them. I appreciate the Pentecostal church and everything mm -hmm. of that nature. Um, but again, I walked away and, um, you know, ended up coming, coming back. I'm not a practicing Catholic. I'm not a practicing Christian. I believe in Jesus and all that, but I don't want to make it seem like I am yeah I'm just giving props to uh I gotta give a little bit of props to my uncle and his his church and what what they brought me to as far as understanding a lot more of the bible through that though I started understanding the catholic faith as well because of my other family and mm -hmm. explaining to me hey we do a lot of the same stuff and stuff like that but I will, we'll, we'll talk about that some other time
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we, we go really deep with religion, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. So let's continue on. So what? Let's fast forward to a bit. You you start. You got involved in the. What made you get involved in the union? So. When I started the, at, at that place, first of all, you know, I was happy with the, the wages. I had my two daughters. The, they, they were covered. They were completely covered by insurance. My wife was covered with the insurance. We had Kaiser. We had dental. You know, I had never had that before and stuff like that, um, making good coin for the time and stuff. And so I appreciated the job. Now, we have this, um, we have this thing at our, our place. It's called an engineered work standard, right? It's, it's, we pick orders. Uh, but we pick them on a standard, okay? And when we first started, you, you, we, we used to use labels, right? We used to use labels, and you would get a, 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 a block of paper, and they would give you 70 minutes, right? Now, however fast you did that paper, you, you, if you did that paper in 50, you, 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 you could burn 20 minutes, whatever. Yeah. And you could build that time up throughout the, 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 the week, right? So then we went to paper, we went to just paper, and eventually in 2005, they brought in headsets that look something like this, and they mm -hmm. have a little microphone, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that was the game changer. Don't mind you, we would already complain about the standard, right? But not as much as when the headsets came in, mm -hmm. because now they can identify every single movement that you're making, right? Well, you know, it took you 90 minutes to do that order. Where were you for the look? You, you, you weren't on, on the... On the there was nothing coming out of your, you know, your, your T2 unit or whatever it was called. Um, and so that was the game changer, right? And um, I was really upset about the standard. I still appreciated my union. So we started, uh, I would get up and ask questions and be like, you know, well, what about the standard and this and that, right? Asking our, our shop stewards and whoever else would come in, the company and stuff like that. Um, and... Uh, the business agent and our, our our ST at the time was Paul Kenny, and when they would come in, they would come in dressed in, in, in to the T, right? Like like mafiosos walk in, and, and they would walk the yard, bro. And everybody would clear the way, management would clear. It's like, oh, shit, they got that kind of power, right? So I started questioning the, the, the standard, and they told me, hey, man, come to the hall and start finding out. Start educating yourself, you know, why, why it is. And um, our shop steward at the time gary he ended up becoming a business agent and he went to the local so they left two other guys um i think they had an i remember this was 2007 but i was the assistant to the assistant i was the ass bro i was the alternate you know i was the last assistant so uh, but i started going to 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 the local this was uh 2006 2007 i was from the el Monte facility mind you we had the the santa fe springs facility and we would all run into each other and we all at that time at our jobs you really had to know somebody to get in it was almost you you had to be recommended it wasn't not like nowadays they're just trying to bring in people from everywhere right now back then is like you really had to know somebody so most of us during those years and even now that have the seniority we know each other or we have a cousin or a friend that works at that facility and that kind of stuff there's a lot of that um mm. uh brothers all that stuff right um and so I started going to the meetings and stuff like that, and I started running to the, the guys from Santa Fe Springs and from, from all over the place, unified, all that stuff. And uh, that's how I started getting involved with the union. It was, it was appreciation for it. How old were you but at the I, time? But I wanted answers. Uh, 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 2008 then, huh? 2008, 2007, 2008, I was, so I was 24. I was already like 20, almost 30. 35? No, you're 50, no, no, you said? No, no. Yeah. 
I was uh, so that was ninety-eight. It's twenty-three. So it's I was like thirty-four. I was okay. like 34, yeah, was 33, close. right around there. Yeah, because that's when I started getting more involved in stuff like yeah, and that. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's the kind of around the time because you start thinking about your future. You start thinking about retirement and if you fucked around so much, you don't have no money saved. That's the time you start realizing, like, fuck, okay. And and on top of the companies know and, and they know you're making more money, you've got time invested, and that's when they start – really picking on you at the time because when you're younger you're blazing through shit and you're the top dog and and doing this and that and when you start slowing down as you get older and that's one thing with ups as drivers when you're young you 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 want to be done by five even though you should be done by seven seven thirty and for where i come from we we call it a uh, uh this route's juice it's juice which means you could blaze through the route get it done and be in by five, be at the bar, the humdinger by 5.30 <laughs> when you're young. But as you get older, that lifestyle starts deteriorating your body. You start getting injuries, start getting tired. So then the company management comes on you. Hey, dude, what, what took you so long? Hey, you got beat. There's a numbers game. Yes. Hey, you got beat. You're doing this. You're doing this. And that's when you start, uh, uh, uh. And yes. then you go, union. Uh, who, what? Shove Stewart can... You know, okay, right. well, it's Article 37. They're harassing you. They're doing this and that. We could file that, or I could go in there and talk with them, give them a warning. You know, right. don't worry. And then they start teaching you, and they start telling you go to the meetings and start understanding. Yeah, you start so understanding continue. it. You start understanding it. And uh, so that was 2007, 2008. And then in about 2009, uh, the administration at our local um, got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. And we were put into trusteeship uh, 2010, right? They were on trial all of 2009. We would go and support because I was supporting my ST at the time, man. All I knew as a kid was that he had given me the opportunity to make all this money. Um, the representation was, was there, at least at my warehouse. Mind you, not all the warehouse. There was guys up there that were upset, right? And they would use us as the muscle. You got to remember, Almani was the, like, we were a bunch of young, just young hooligans running up in there, bro. So they would call us and try to, use us as muscle toward, towards like people at, at, at Unified, uh, Cisco Brothers and stuff like that. Um, but when they got their hand in the cookie jar, it, it killed us, right? It made us all look stupid. We were like, what the fuck? And so from that point forward, we started asking questions. We started, wait a minute, like what's really going on over here? Yeah, we're good, but you know, not a lot, not everybody is. And what, what are you guys doing? You guys make enough money to, to, to not have to do that, right? Um, so, um, Trustee came in and um, I was still, you know, I was in those uh, uh, networking with everybody. Um, so elections came. We, we came out of trusteeship. Uh, elections came up. I joined one of the uh, slates. Um, oh, no, I didn't join them. I just supported one of the slates um, because it was uh, and, and it was just more of a loyalty to 630. We had another local come in and do our trusteeship. I learned a lot from them. I learned a lot from them. They're still around. They're STs and, and, and business agents at other locals out in all over the place. Um, they were very mad at me at the time. And some of them still don't aren't too happy with me. But it wasn't about what they what they brought to the table because I learned a lot from them. They came with fire. They came with uh, with. Um, 
they came with information. They came with, with, with teaching us, right? Um, mm -hmm. But at that time, I was still younger. I was still learning the ropes. I was still like, hey, wait a minute, we're 630. Uh, we want to keep this our own, you know, more of a tribal thing, right? And so uh, I ended up uh, supporting supporting my my that administration that won. And after they won, they brought me in as a business agent. Uh, this happened in 2012. So from 2012 to 2015, I was a business agent. Um, we had three different slates happening at that time. It was the, the, the trustee slate, slate um, the slate that, that I supported, and it was the, the old guard slate, the people that supported the people that had gotten in trouble, right? And so um, we ended up uh, winning. Uh, it was just a three-year term. Uh, so in 2015, we had five slates running. So you know you hear oh we, we we had it all together at 6:30 no we didn't it was it was it was a it was a mess as well you know there was a lot of infighting and stuff like that with inside of our local and um, it was just very a lot of turmoil um, so in 2015 I came back to Vons um, came back to Vons and uh, in 2017 I ended up uh, transferring over from the uh, El Monte facility over to Irvine, and that's where my the Irvine uh, career took, Go ahead, I'm took place. Um, some of the stuff, I guess, I got to touch on why I'm really here, and one of the things that I wanted to touch on mm -hmm. all those years that I was there, networking, kind of, you know, being in those circles. I never seen my coworker there. In all those years, there was never no. I, I, I seen I can name the brothers that I seen from that facility from that Santa Fe Springs facility, mm -hmm. but I never seen him there ever okay. at any of those meetings. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about from 2007 all the way to 2015 when I left. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the timeline doesn't doesn't fit. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that was one of my concerns when I heard that, you know, hey, man, we got to be transparent and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, let's be transparent then. But we need mm -hmm. to be honest about our transparency um so that's one of the things that turned me off uh i ended up coming here in 2017 being that i had experienced a little bit as a three-year uh business agent you go into shops as a business agent knowing what you know from Almani, right so you think that you're going to be able to fit that kind of mentality into all those other shops but you get a rude awakening and you start understanding that Everybody eats different at their house. Everybody eats at different times. Everybody eats different food. Everybody has the same books, but we have different practices, let's say. Yeah. And you have to respect everybody's practices because mm. that's all they've known. Mm. Doesn't make it wrong. Doesn't make it right. It's just mm. different. But a lot of times as, as, as human beings or as, and especially union members or, or people in power want to be like, no, no, but mine is the right way. This is the way you're supposed to be mm -hmm. doing it. Of course, if it's in the contract and if, if, if it's specific to it, absolutely, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, if you, if you notice, a lot, of, a lot of the contractual language is vague, and it leaves it up for interpretation. And so... Yes, it does. It, a little right? bit of black and white, yes. It, it is. And it's for... Well, what I was taught by my, my elders, because I would ask, man, why do we got to leave it like that, man? Why don't we just cross the T's and dot the I's? And I says, because then you're locked into whatever position that is. This is what I was told, whether it was right or wrong at the time, it made sense. And so when you have it a little vague, you can use it for you just as well as 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 they can use it against you. You know, mm -hmm. but if you're a good business agent, of course, you're always going to try to use it towards the members benefit. 
And so um, that was, uh, uh, you know, some of the stuff that I was uh, learning, um, understanding. Uh, it was uh, it was an awakening that, hey, not 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 everything is behind these four walls as far as and I still have members in Irvine that, you know, everything surrounds about what's going on in Irvine. They don't know what's going on at medieval. We let them know a lot of people nowadays are there. It's a lot, man. <sighs> let me this. this. It's mean I gotta go I'm going to Medieval tomorrow, right? I had David David on my show or no, Jake. Jake, Joe Bowen. Because David Bowen, they both have the same last name, so they're pretty close. It's both Bowen, but spelled differently. So D Jake Bowen, he he's uh Sir Knight. Uh shout out to him. We'll be there tomorrow. He's been on my show. So I gotta go there tomorrow. Not that I gotta, but I want to. I wanna help them. I'm not just doing it for for clout or anything like that, I, I really want to help them. But it's hard when you gotta, you gotta work, you got kids, you got a family, and these guys are there day in and day out. There's a video of them posting some dude uh, who who jumped the picket line, a car's trying to drive through the picket line, and the I guy comes that. out and he pushes them. I mean, I saw that. I hope it doesn't happen tomorrow because I might go to jail, dude. Yeah. Don't man. touch another man, dude. Don't touch yeah. me. No, I know. To 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 bully them, because yeah, there's, there's probably only five of them. So there's not a lot of them. Right. And to sit there and touch another grown man. Right. Absolutely. And and do that. I just hope I just hope I don't go to jail. Anymore. <laughs> I hope I, I'm not going. I'm not going to. I'm going to be documenting everything. Yeah. I'm going to be talking a lot of shit. But yeah. it, it's time. Yeah. That medieval does. Do oh, something. Yeah, but uh, going back to, yeah, it's hard to be invested all the time. I know people that are trying to organize Amazon. There's only so much, there's only 24 hours in a day. And you have to sleep between seven and eight hours to, to be fully functional, especially for me. Right. I'm, I'm in a healing process, so I, I need my sleep. So that leaves you with what? 16 hours? Absolutely. You know, I wake up, I go and I, I get my jog in, I go and I get coffee, come home. I make my, my text messages. I write in my daily journal. I try to stay busy by 12, 1230. I make my lunch. And then, you know, I have. A, but, you know, it, it's hard. We it's all are busy to, yeah. to organize and campaign and do these things. That's why uh, I appreciate Silver and all these guys. Oh, that yeah. Are Silver's out there, a right? solid dude. And putting in that work that they do, man. It's amazing, bro. And I always thank them and, and I appreciate Some them. Some people are built different, uh, dude. Oh, absolutely. Some people man. are built different, absolutely. dude. Yes, sir. And they just constantly, they're out there constantly, constantly, constantly. And they're just built different, man. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. That's, Did you go you to know, many? Have you been out there yet? I, I have not. I went out to Portal just to go see, and I mm. was out there just like, you know, honk, doing that. But, no, I haven't I haven't joined them. Yeah, I work we'll on Sundays. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I work oh, you work Sundays. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You're Saturdays supposed to be working. Sundays. You're working this morning, right? You start. What time you start? I work at 2, uh, 3, 3.30. I start Damn. at 3.30, dude. So I get up at 2. Why that? Yeah. I so get what up time at two. do you, you got to get to bed? Um, you know what, dude? You kind of get used to it. Sometimes you got to kind of sacrifice things like this. You know, if I wouldn't have been here, I would have been watching the, the Garcia fight. So I know. I want to watch that fight. It's like, um, you know, it's it's one of those, uh, you, you, you start kind of getting used to it, man. Been doing it for so many years, you you know. Um, How many hours you putting in? We, well, right now we're doing eight, but on Saturdays and Sundays, we're allowed to stay two hours, so we put in ten. 
We put okay. in 10 because I'm in the sanitation department. Mm -hmm. So so Monday through Friday, they try to keep us at eight hours and we they kick us out at, in eight hours and stuff like that. Yeah. Damn, that must be nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah UPS yeah. ain't no yeah. eight hours if you're running, you know, you're you're working on safe. But yeah, ain't no eight hours at UPS, oh, man. But starting on Monday, they, they want us to stay all the way through. So starting Monday, I get to stay. It fluctuates. How was yeah. it during the pandemic? Oh, it was madness, bro. We were killing it. People made me made a killing at our job. Yeah, six yeah. figures, I bet. Yeah, it was it was but it was ten, six out six day ten ten hour days on the on the light side, uh six to seven days a week. It was it was brutal. Yeah, bro. it was it was brutal over here, man. It was brutal. It was it was wild. You guys were Did you guys lose any lives? Did people get sick? I mean, how did you guys what what was your protocol? Um, you know, I that was one of the things. No, we didn't lose anybody. I think we lost one at the frozen department. Um, they kept it really hush, you know. But you guys were separate. You guys were really separated around the environment, right? They Mass. separated our, our our break rooms. They separated the shifts, so we ended up having two two lunches. We just recently went back to one lunch. Okay. And we're talking about within maybe four months. I ago. wish I could go like walk through and just see how like I'm trying to imagine like what you what you because we we're all in the morning all the cars are parked we're all huddled and then we all leave and we're out there in the environment we come back and that's it, how it, it was, was for weird. you guys yeah. really yeah well yeah we they would have pcns we would have masks on but there's people that didn't wear masks uh we try to keep a distance they would tell us go straight to our cars get your board whatever route if you didn't have a route I'm, i was you know i had my own route so i just go straight to my car but people didn't have their own route they would just whoever routes they're covering for go straight to your car and just sit in your car till you leave, and then they would do your PCM your pre communication meeting before. Uh, then they started lightening up and having everyone huddled. And there's people not wearing masks and because uh, you go in the office and to get your dyad board for you know for your route, and people would be in there and it, it was just a, a cesspool. Right. And there was it was management was getting sick. It, it got bad. There's a lot of people that passed. Man, it's it hard to hear that, man. There definitely is a class action lawsuit. My brother who As passed well be, a few days later, his his coworker passed. Did your brother have any? I, I, I never asked you. Sorry, did he ever have underlying conditions? Uh, no, you know, no. Really? He, he was he was overweight. Not 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 enough. He was a driver. You know, I, I know a lot of people that were overweight and got COVID and survived. Yeah, I did. You I know, it. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah, it was, other than that, no underlying health issues. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just one of those, because he had another co-worker, same center, a couple of days later passed. Right. And then the supervisor passed. Uh, there was a lot of, when they say underlying health issues, it, it's, there's old people that were 90s. Right. That, that that survived right right yeah. so they 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 say those things oh this had underlying i i i guarantee you i had underlying health issues when i got it right. i guarantee you i had high blood pressure uh i was pre-diabetic and all that and i survived right right, right. but the down reper, repercussion the the outcomes of, of of my lifestyle you know now i'm older now but we don't know we really don't know what covid did to us we don't know what's going to happen right. down the road Right. I, I came down with myocarditis like, oh, it's the shot. You took the shot. No, I didn't take the shot till after my brother died. I had already had COVID, oh. but I did it to protect myself because I wanted I knew that I was going to have a funeral, get with people. And I didn't want to get COVID again because they didn't know how bad it was going to get. Was that after the um, 
what after the shutdown? So they allowed you guys to have a funeral? No, well, no, they were still masked. Masks were being worn. Um, this is when Delta was around. Oh, okay. Because Delta was three weeks long. Fuck. When I had it, it, was two weeks. Delta was like the strongest strain that was going on. It was three weeks. It was three, three waves. Fuck. You know, so you 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 go through seven days and feel good for a day, and then it come again. And be for another seven days, and you think you feel better, and they would come again. Yeah, I was in bed. I was in my bed for like fifteen days, wow. and then you got to go back to work, and you couldn't breathe. I was out of out of, out weak, of breath, fatigue. You feel yeah, weak as dude. fuck, and they yeah, made yeah, you yeah. go back to work and yeah. everything. At our facility, man, and 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 of course, look, man, and and I'm here on on an opinion based, right? I'm giving my side of the story on how I seen it, because there's gonna be yeah, there's gonna be guys that said, oh man, they made us, you know. They tried their best. Don't their, worry about it. It's your best. opinion. Don't worry yeah, about yeah. everyone else. They, they, they tried their best as far as the company. They put um, they put sanitation stations everywhere. If somebody got COVID, they would have somebody clean their jacks. Yeah, they didn't do that for package cars. Everything was oh quiet. Gosh. If someone got sick on route, they would make you t- take over, and they wouldn't tell you, and then they would find out through the grapevine, like, oh, home dude got, had COVID. He, he's got COVID, and UPS wouldn't say shit. If they had the drivers came in and one of them got COVID. So a driver took the route out. Yeah. And then management had to take him off road because he started getting sick. And then another driver would have to come take over the route. Wow. They wouldn't wipe it down. Nothing. He'd just get in the car. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Supposedly they said when he brought the car back they would do a whole spray but no one really. We only seen those certain type of people with the hazmat suits like maybe once during the whole pandemic. Maybe twice. Oh shit! They said, "Oh no, they come in at night when everyone's gone." But we we really didn't see it. Oh man! But when you would take over a route, they wouldn't wipe it down. You would just get in the car. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. That's you know, a lot of guys feel like it wasn't enough for what they did. They they spread out the lunch rooms. They they made it, people only sit on one table. The thing that frustrates the guys is again, it goes back to the standard, right? That they they had all these other practices in play, place, but still go pick. And if me and you are coming up on that water and we both got to pick it, you know, yeah, they're, they they want us to be six feet apart, but you're still on a standard. Yeah. So you figure that out. What do you mm-hmm. mean, motherfucker? They tried to, you know, it was, they brought it down to 85%, then they brought it, pushed it up to 90%, and, and that's the percentage that we have to uh, uh, attain weekly, right? And so, you know, that, that, that was kind of some of the beef that we had going back and forth with the company as far as... Uh, their 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 safety concerns how concerned are you guys right and so but in 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 all the other aspects of it as far as having set hand sanitizers everywhere um you know all that you know separating the break rooms putting different uh uh, creating different break rooms so people are spread out further um putting those things to you open the door with the with your foot and stuff like that they did all that kind of stuff to try to address it but you know there was still concerns um with it but yeah it, it, we, we got hit hard with it man we got hit hard we mm-hmm. all we all went through our covid time and stuff how was covid for you though was it pretty tough um when i got it i i had the uh you know the, i lost the taste i uh it, my it w- cousin had it he's 20 24 now but he got it he still doesn't have his taste yeah, he got COVID. He still doesn't have it. I just—he was actually on my show a couple of weeks ago. That might be good for me, man. Just. <laughs> <laughs> but really, no. Yeah. That's I had my comadre says that she still has uh, 
effects mm-hmm. and, and lingering mm-hmm. effects from it too. There's a lot of people like that. It's kind of yeah. scary, man. I've been, I was in uh, when I got myocarditis and all that. Could have been from COVID. Who knows? There's a lot of things that could happen. But I was in a therapy, not therapy, yeah, rehab, cardiac rehab. They call and they put a heart monitor on you and they teach you how to. You're walking. They teach you how to monitor your blood pressure and everything. It was. It's a whole. It's whole nine yards. But there's people there waiting for heart transplants. People in there, heart disease, heart attacks, stents. It was, and I was the youngest one there, and everyone was optimistic. Oh, you're young, you know, you'll bounce back. But there's so many people in there that have heart problems, and we don't know. We won't know. We'll probably be long gone when we find out what this really was, if it came from a lab, whatever, and all this and that. But look at the people in our past that had a in the 1900 early 1900s where we had the the what was the scarlet fever, Mm -hmm. Uh, the something fever. Fucking losing train of thought. Back now. in 1918, when they had the uh, the pandemic in the 1918. Yeah, yeah. what is this? Something fever. Yeah. Look it up. 1918 it? scarlet fever. Is that, I think it was a scarlet fever. But you see them in old boxing matches, and they're all masked up and stuff like that. So they yeah. went through some kind of oh, they did. We're, we're, pandemic we're, we're as well. constantly gonna be going through stuff. And right, right. They, did your did your cousin have uh? Did he have the shot? Did he take the COVID shot? The uh, my brother or, or the the twenty four year old, the one that hasn't got regained his taste. Oh Your no nephew. no 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 no! This is all before. Oh uh, okay. Oh so he had it. He just got it and yeah. No, most most people I know were, were against the shot, including my parents and my, my brother. It was only available to the elderly, which my parents would have came in. Okay okay. Um, what? What? Scarlet fever? That's what it was. Just type in type in pandemic in in 1908 or 1918. 1918, I believe. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's weird scarlet how it's almost a hundred years. I lose it all when I'm on the mic, dude. Fuck. <laughs> Is it scarlet fever? Flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, Spanish huh? Spanish flu. Scarlet fever. <laughs> I was afraid to call it Spanish, so I want to be politically correct. I didn't yeah, want to say yeah, Spanish, yeah. or I think it was, yeah, so. Yeah, uh, you got to, everyone, oh, he said this wrong, he said this wrong. Oh, fuck. <laughs> if I knew it all, man, right? Yeah, definitely, fucking, bro. I'd be like, I'd be in fucking, I'd go straight to Mars. I'm fucking out of here. No, definitely. One of the things, um, just touching on, going back to the work situation. Yeah, it, go ahead. I'm going to take a piss real quick. Go ahead. Keep going. Go for it. Um, How it relates to... uh. How it relates to uh, the COVID and everything, we never were able to have a. Uh, there's always been something going on since since I got there in 2017, right? Um, this is from the merger coming over. We came over from the merger, and so we had seven different houses coming in, right? We had people from Frozen Miraloma, from uh, Brea Produce, from uh, Santa Fe Springs Variety, Santa Fe Springs Grocery. We had Almani Grocery. We had all the receiving shifts. And so you had maybe six or seven contracts all converging into one house, right? And everybody has different uh, practices. Everybody has a little bit of different language in their contracts. And so, and everybody's right, right? Everybody thinks that their way of doing things was the right way. Um, 
And so having to sort through that in itself was the first wave of drama. And everybody's coming in waves, right? I was in the very first wave. I came over there June 17th of 2017. It was maybe eight of us. Um, and we started seeing people come in. And, and, and so there's never been no stability. That's the word I was looking for. The stability at our, at our, at our facility hasn't been there. Um, from 2017, we had a rebid. Uh, just an in-house rebid, right? So everybody got into different jobs. You had new people doing new jobs and stuff like that, and they had to learn it. And and uh, that was 2017. And then we had a global rebid, which was a bid that included Brea facility, and you had people moving in and out, right? People moving in and out of um, coming from Brea to, to our facility. And... Uh, that in itself created a big old um, learning situation, right? It took a while for to gain some kind of traction as far as uh, um, as far as just uh, having some sort of stability. Basically, is what it is. Uh, so that was 2017. We were we were merging. People were still coming from El Monte. People were still coming from from uh yeah that merging and all that's really yeah it's got to be confusing dude it was it was a mess bro. yeah it was a mess it was seven different contracts seven different practices at least seven at least seven uh different departments people with different ideologies or different understandings and uh you know some i i came in at least understanding that we all did have differences because i had experiences it wasn't as easy. I went, and my experience one time at Rouse that I, I seen that they were doing something that to me was completely different. I walked in and there was part-timers loading and I'm like, what the hell's going on? This is this is unheard of, right, in our mm -hmm. facility. Um, but then just talking to the stewards on why they did it and I was like, oh, okay, okay, this is how you guys do it? That's fine. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shake it up, right? Um, so I came over here with that understanding that we're gonna have to un learn each other's ways or mm -hmm. practices how many of you guys came over to 952 <sighs> it was a total of maybe uh at the end of the day a total of 952 with the brea and the irvine facility and drivers included i think it might have been close between 600 to a thousand employees they came from 630 yeah that's Holy how many that's shit. how many employees they lost and we and gained. this is 2017 2017 oh. of course it all came in waves right they came in waves yeah. and waves and Ooh. and there was a so can imagine, right? And that was 2017. We did a rebid within the house, right? And and everybody rebids into different jobs. So you're barely learning that job. And then that happened maybe in October. And then in June, we did a global rebid. So if you wanted to go to Brea or Irvine, you got to pick then. And we started the process all over again. New people, new faces. This guy has this idea, whatever it was. Mm. This was 27, 2018. Um, 2019... That's when elections started happening for, yeah. for 952. Yeah. And, you know, people. It was a close race, too. Pe people started forming. It was. It was. I was, I was a Pat Kelly. I, I was supporting um, uh, our current administration at the time. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I was friends with Pat Kelly because the three years that I was I was there at, at local 630, I was the mm. political coordinator. And so I would meet up with Pat in, in Sacramento oh. and in San Diego and other places that I was able to meet up with him. And he always had really encouraging words. He was a very good orator. Mm -hmm. He can fucking give a hell of a speech and get everybody fired up. Do you want to? No, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Thank you. Um, he was always... Uh, you know, he was really good as far as when it came to that. I didn't understand what was going on, at least at our house, right? Until I yeah. came over here and I met Don Brewster and stuff. Oh, I don't mean to name drop, but I mean, I'm not no, saying that. No, you can that name that's, drop. That's you, just, you're yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was just my business agent. I'm not yeah, saying no, nothing about not, it. You're not going to get sued or anything. Yeah, yeah. You're fine, so um, I had met him before then, but like I tell you, in in that world, and it's not just exclusive to 942 or him or whatever it is, everybody feels they no more you're telling you, your story you got no one yeah you, you got nothing to teach me yeah i can't learn nothing yeah, from you no you're, you're and i'm exactly you. the opposite from yeah, that bro yeah, you know yeah. what I, I i can learn from anybody and everybody has something to teach me bro. yeah and 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 i welcome it right because mm -hmm. it could be come from anything you can learn one little thing um so we had elections dude and uh you know um that guy kind of contentious because we had some people that were strong, strong uh, uh, yeah. uh, Pat Pat supporters there and stuff, and uh, we end up we end up winning. That happened 2020, right? Mm -hmm. 2020, they go into into office. That's January. In March, they're sh shutting down for COVID, bro. And so now we're dealing with COVID and yeah. this whole thing of what are we doing? What's good and what's right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you're learning on the fly. And our administration has to do things on the fly and stuff like that. And, you know, you can't have meetings anymore. You can't do this. You can't do that. Right. And so. Um, wait, wait. So yeah. 2017, mm -hmm. you guys mm -hmm. came in. You mm -hmm. guys came in 952. Mm -hmm. And then the election was what, 2019? 2019, uh, October of yeah. 2019, because they took office 2020, yeah. So mm -hmm. did you support the Jimenez slate or the Patrick Kelly slate? You supported the... Jimenez slate. The Spanish slate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Even but, though you hung out, or not hung out, but you went to meetings with Patrick Kelly. Absolutely. And said, okay. Yeah, yeah. What made I, you... Was... What made you uh, what what made you decide, hey, I'm going to support the, their slate? The things the things that we had experienced at uh between 2017 and 2019 uh and mind you our grocery contracts are so are, you experienced the patrick cowley regime uh, regime we could yeah we call it regime you know, With administration administration whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 uh yeah. so you you got to experience it for the for two for two years and you felt working like, under hey, it wasn't yeah working under wasn't. it correct. okay that's fine there was a lot of things that we had that in my opinion we had lost in our contracts that were really basic and mind you i had a, i had represented ralph's employees at the glendale facility and at the paramount facility i had dealt with the vaughn's employees and so mm -hmm. i was familiar with the grocery contracts right and and the practices like i tell you everybody does have a little bit of different practices but for the most part you you, you sustain and you honor the contract, right? That's one thing that, that that stands true. We had lost a lot of things in our contracts and it was just like gone. Like what happened? Oh, well, you know what? We don't, it doesn't work here, whatever it was. From the eight hour list to the EO list to seniority issues, uh, they would, they would, they would make, call you a foreman. You're a foreman now and so you get to do this. Well, that's not how it works. According mm -hmm. to our contract, it goes by job duties, right? Your job duties is what determines your classification, not 
somebody w waving their 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 wand at you and now you're you're a foreman and so um there was a lot of things and the one that the the the, far, the backbreaker was that one time i asked him something in the contract i said hey how what happened to this part of the contract and they're like he would always refer to the first page of the contract where it says something to the nature of the company has a right to run their business according to whatever it is and i and i tried to explain it to him yeah that means like if it's not written in the language then the company can they have a right to implement something but we have a right to challenge it has to be bargained within the the, the local and unions and he felt they weren't bargaining and they weren't they were letting things go they were just it was yeah there was there was things that they just didn't didn't honor in our contract and i was like nah that's not what we're about man mm -hmm. so they were really high on on um on we don't file grievances we haven't filed we filed two grievances in 20 years wait wait, wait. Right? who said that that was uh they 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 held that don brewster said that they were they 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 carried it on their sleeve like they were proud of that like and i think they were trying to make make it seem like that they we did that they had it locked down but that wasn't the case, bro. Well, shit, when you get 600 people coming in and emerge, it's it's going to be a shit show. Oh, absolutely. You can't even fucking imagine, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the whole thing with the filing of the grievances, and if you only have two, Stephen, there's an issue. Because, look, you do try to work things with, with the company. You do have to try to have a rela working mm -hmm. relationship with the company because you, do want, you don't want a hostile environment, right? Either at war all the time and stuff, right? So um, you do have to work with it. But there's going to be certain times where we're going to agree to disagree. Now, if we agree to disagree, there's a process in place that you can use to move it forward if mm -hmm. you want to. Now, and that means the grievance procedure. Mm -hmm. But there, it, it, they determined whether you can move move on to the grievance procedure. The shop stewards. The, the, uh, the shop stewards or, or the did business they, agent. Did they write your own grievance or you guys wrote your own grievance? How was it at that time? Um, well, how is it now? So now uh, the shop stewards have a grievance, but I can give you a grievance paper if you want to fill it out yourself. Really? Oh, absolutely. The UPS, they, the shop stewards fill it out. Oh, yeah. I still fill it out for the fellas, right? Yeah, I still yeah. fill it out. But before they sign off, I said, look, this is what it's going to say. Okay. Are, are you so okay you with that? And they sign off on it. And okay. they sign off on it, yeah. Yeah, 396, uh, they gave you it, and you you fill it out yourself. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can fill it out yourself. Oh, you can. It. You have the option yeah. to. Oh, absolutely. I didn't know. I, I want to ask. I want to know yeah, that. Uh, yeah, UPS, yeah. do I have the option to fill it? I would love to write it. Oh, no. You, you have the I option think it, I think it educates the members more by getting them involved. I got a grievance. They're harassing me. They're doing this and that. Here's a fucking here's here's a grievance. Fill it out. Give it back to me. No, you did it wrong. But then that gives you opportunity, a, a door open to educate them and teach them. Right. No, it, that's a good point. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what I've ran into with that is, is that I think in today's uh, membership we have a very um, how could I tell you? Uh, I don't know if the word complacent is the right word, but. If you don't do it for them, they get turned off. It's like, what is the union for then, right? And yeah. I, it's it's right. Yeah, we yeah. have to we have to encourage them and we have to educate them that they are the union, right? The membership. Mm -hmm. We are the power. The biggest power the union has is the membership. The biggest power, the the biggest tool that they have is the power of the strike. And who goes on strike is the members, right? It's not the administration. Mm -hmm. It's the members. Uh, a lot like prison terms, uh, we control the floor. You mm -hmm. know, if mm -hmm. they want to give us eight trailers a, a day. 
if you guys are busting out those weight trainers, that's on you guys. I tell the guys, you know what I mean? If you guys yeah. move it at a safe pace, mm -hmm. that's up to you guys to move it at oh, that yeah. safe pace and stuff. You know, you can't. Mm -hmm. So we control the control floor. Control the floor. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, like but that. as far as part as far as uh, filling out grievances, yeah, I, I got to see those pink ones. Those are mine. No, I know. And I, and you got I, your jacket sitting over there. And I, I'll feel it because I wasn't, you know, it gets cold at nights all of a sudden. Yeah, stuff, no, I so. love, I love your guys. I love the jackets, dude. I love everyone wearing those jackets, man. It's real intimidating looking, dude. I like, fuck, I want to wear a jacket. Get and then Silver goes, you can get one. Yeah. I go, no, I just, you oh. know, I, I like to see the shop stewards. Uh, yeah. uh, what, what's the other guy we seen? The, the, the call to arm. What is it? The call to uh, arms. The sergeant of sergeant arms. arms. That sergeant shit looks hard. Yeah, he yeah. says, it says sergeant of arms. I'm like, this fool's gonna. <laughs> Pull up fucking nukes and everything. He goes, no, he, he it means for peace. Yeah, I go, I know. Correct. I just like the term. Right. But it, anyways, when I see everyone with their jackets, just it's I, I I love it, dude. I love those jackets. It's like growing up in high school. You you want to get a varsity jacket, but you got to play for varsity. You got to earn earn the right. Absolutely. And, and people, oh, you've earned it. I said, no. I go, I, I do want to get. When I've seen people, you know, show up at work with their jackets and stuff, and I do, I want to really get a real nice one. But I really like those jackets, man. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, you got your folder there. How many grievances you got stacked right there? <sighs> Damn, look there, at that. And there right now, I got maybe about three or four. And this is all production oh, okay. standard grievances right now that we have going on because they brought in this new labeling system. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they brought in this new labeling system. And so. Uh, Are you guys on the phone? Like for us, we're on road. We're always on the phone. Somebody's calling. Let me call my shop steward. Let me see if I get rolled my BA or what, vice versa, whatever. Uh, because we're out on road, how about you guys as far as working in the warehouse? Are you guys on the phone too? and Or you guys wait for break to discuss uh, grievances or, or harassment, stuff like that? So they've been – they've worked – so it took a while to, to build this relationship with the company because before this – so a lot of us that came from over there, we all had different experiences coming over here, right? So it's been about six years now. Six years now. Okay. Some of them – we're very militant, right? Like, oh, you guys, what I tell you about there, there's different. Yeah, yeah, fuck, you guys are doing it all wrong, whatever. And the company took the position too, right? They don't, they don't just roll over. A lot of people think that, oh, the union's just going to go in there, bolo them over. Some of them just don't roll over, right? And they, they took that position, right, the company. And so it, it's taken some years to get that report, to know that I'm not going to come in there with bullshit, you know? I'm not just going to start, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, over mm -hmm. petty stuff. Um, so I've, I've, I've been able to at least, uh, uh, gain that respect from, from, I hope most of the members and, and the company, um, the standard brother, the reason I got into the, into the union from those back in those days till, till today, mind you, when I got into the standard issue from, from that Paul Kenny administration to, uh, Randy Corrigan, um, to uh, Ernie, they all gave me the opportunity to go and find out more of this of the of the standard, right? So they sent me to workshops. Uh, uh, Randy gave us this this this, um, which is a, they're, they're all good brothers, bro, and they were upset with me that I didn't go with them. But it was more like I tell you, it was more of a tribal thing. Um, but they had this standard analyst that came down, Steve Kadina, and showed us a lot of things that, and 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 enlightened me on the standard, right? So when I came back in 2015 trying to look going to the mountaintop to look for that smoking gun because everybody thinks they're cranking it up they're fucking manipulating the numbers you know and it does feel like that if when you're down there it feels that way um but i personally never found the smoking gun 
So I knew that when I came back to the to the facility, it was like I need to fucking pound pavement and get my ass moving, right? Scoot along, cause cause the Calvary's not coming mm -hmm. as far as as far as what we have now. Now here's my problem with that. In 2012, when I got involved, the international has. Um, I'll touch on all kinds of little stuff, right? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, you had Verima, right? That ran with Ron Herrera a couple, couple yeah, months back. Yeah, I didn't know too set. much about him. I know okay. Ron Herrera. So he was the director of warehousing, okay? And he, so in order to get the engineers over here, you had to go through him to get the engineers over here. And mind you, I was new in, this, in the game. I felt, my, my personal opinion, and maybe he was busy, whatever it was, he always kind of pushed me to the side or big-timed me when I had those questions. And... The engineering team, you, you, they're, they're based out of D.C. One of them was out in Denver. But there was two guys. It was a total of two guys and their supervisor. So it was a total of three of them for the whole country, bro, for the whole country. And mind you, we're going into the new to, uh, into, to the millenn new millennium, and all these these companies are becoming automated, right? And they're bringing in machines and everything else. Well, we're now we're in 2023, and we still only have three engineers for the whole country. It's still a concern of mine that we haven't addressed Where's this. Where's that? Am I at now? What's Where that? is he at now? Um, I think I, I. So he was the. He's from Denver, right? He's from Denver. He was the. Um, he was the secretary treasurer from Denver. I don't know if he re retired or they had an election. I'm not. I'm not a hundred on what happened to Barry. Yeah, so it came, yeah. Seems to get really quiet. Yeah, he, I. I have no idea. I was cool with Ron. Ron Herrera was the one that hired me. Um, as far as when we were in trusteeship mm -hmm. after uh, Randy and 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 them left. Uh, yeah, I like how you know you know a lot of people, man. Yeah. Uh, I was fortunate enough, man, to yeah. know a lot of a lot of these guys. Damascus, he's now a um, he's the secretary treasurer. He was my business agent. Lindsay at Dor um, Lindsay Doherty out at uh, 399. We went to class together for about two semesters. Um, I was fortunate enough to to to. You're just a shop steward right now. Yeah, bro. That's shit, it, bro. Be I took a fucking a, BA, though. Oh man, thanks, Stephen. Man, yeah, I appreciate just, you coming uh, on the show. Thank you, brother. I just. Uh, you know, I took a step back, bro. I took a step back. So, you know, we, we, we kind of crap on these people, bro, all these people. And, and even from Pat, like I tell you, bro, he, he deserves all those years he put in in, in, the, in the back rooms. He as even far came as back to the meetings. He tried. He, he tried. Because he, he started he was part-time. He was a part-time ah, UPS. What, what? He went back to being part-time UPS, and then he did it for maybe a year, and then that's it. He, he called he it quits. Said. But I remember seeing him at the meeting, and I was like, man, just just – he even ran. He ran when Grant ran for the top spot against Jimenez. Right. And he took, I think he still took about four or 500 votes, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah, he, he still did. took votes. Yeah, he did. But a lot of those people, a lot of those people, a lot of people that, that supported the, the, the Kelly and uh, Patrick Kelly, they're, they're, a lot of them retired now. It's right. a lot of younger cats now. Right, yeah, there's no, a lot absolutely. more. We're getting, we're getting old. You, you know, you're 50. Yeah, I'm 42. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those guys. Are, it's it's gonna be a new wave coming. Oh, absolutely. Yes, exactly. One and uh, like it, you said, you you told me before the podcast, everybody that we're gonna chit chat and bar talk, kind of like hop around, right? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. That's what the show's. Yeah, it's not gonna be. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's. I'm I'm trying to get to know you. Right. On, I, right. I I'm trying to get to know you, and I'm doing it live. Right, you know right. what I mean? It's it's not nothing. It's, I want to get to know my fellow teamsters, someone that that I know we have a lot in common. So that's what the show's about, man. There's Absolutely. nothing. I showed you my notes, and I said, listen, there's no. Uh, 
I'm happy where I'm at, dude. I'm happy podcasting. I'm happy with my job. I'm happy with my family. And, and I'm honored to be able to do this and do this and meet someone like you. So, yeah, we'll so, bounce around a so lot, dude. All these guys, you know, they make okay money. They make good money, bro. But it comes with, with, with good money comes with big responsibility, dude. And when I was let go in 2015, um, there was a big weight lifted off of me okay. um, at that time and stuff. Uh you know, money was good and stuff like that. And then my son and my daughter, they were both starting to get into high school and stuff like that. And I told you, I, I coached just like you did as a uh, Pop Warner and mm -hmm, stuff mm -hmm. like that. And uh, I, I I wanted to. It's a full-time job. I wanted to see them, you know, because yeah. my, my two older ones, um, it was during my younger years. Mm -hmm. So I was running around, mm -hmm. you know, staying at the Silver Dollar with the fellas and all this other stuff. They didn't get to do all mm -hmm. that uh the little league stuff, but but we spend a lot of time at Disneyland and not. I, I, I can sit here and, and <laughs> preach to you, brother. But I, I've, people listen to all my, you listen to all my shows, man. I I tell, I, I I feel you on that, man. It's it, I I tell people it's once you get up to those big leagues, you know, BA and all that. It's you're never off the clock. You should never be off the clock, brother. You that phone's got to be, be on twenty four seven. Because I, you guys work in, uh, from 2.30 in the morning, wonder if something happens at work or, God forbid, something happens and you need to call your BA and he's asleep, sound, sound asleep. And you needed him. You needed him to bail you out of jail. You needed to do something. You need, yes, bro. You got to be Absolutely, able to be there for, for them. Absolutely. And, the and guys, yeah. it's, it's not a nine to five job. You take that position, you're getting paid good money. Yeah. It, it, oh, it's not worth it. Okay. Then then yeah you should it's be gotta be it. to be that in that position man it's like being a, an it's a counselor or assistant pasture it's it, it's high up ranking. absolutely it's not about the money man no it's about being there for people yes uh, your phone's got to be on yes yes you got to be ready i know people that were shop stewards that that are shop stewards i said man i get calls all day long all day when long. i'm out on the road I'm, I'm calling people that are shop stewards and from other locals and talking with them and they're let me call you back and they won't call me back for like a week i'm sorry i've been dude they're constantly on the phone talking to people putting out fires and then when you be become a ba i can only imagine absolutely you know, dude exactly it's, it's, you need you need two phones one for work and one for personal because people are going to call you I'm gonna call the BA, and for you to come out and say, "Hey, man, it was a relief because it, because you took it for real." You says, "Hey, yeah. shit, I gotta be there for people." Absolutely, bro. One of the things that I didn't want to be uh, told, right, that I wasn't there or that I wasn't answering my phone. It's yeah, you don't want to like, that. You don't, yeah. Fuck that. Because um, I knew how it felt. I had to call some of my business agents. I was, hey, just to leave a message and be like, uh, uh, just so, just, just so you know, um, uh, this is the third time I'm calling you. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, uh, documenting it. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Don't you be leaving messages me like that. Well, you didn't call me back. What, uh, uh, got I hear you, it all the time. I got you to call me back, didn't I? <laughs> I yeah. won't say who it was, but yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've had you, to call people hear, out that way. You hear way. it all the time. You're you're a BA. You represent the union. You don't work. You work for the union, but you work for the people. That they're the one. Their dues are the ones paying your your your, your money. So absolutely. Yeah, it, it it's you signed. You you took you. You interviewed for the job, you got the job, and there's no shutting off your phone. I can't gonna get a hold of him. He never returned my calls. You got to do your best. Absolutely. Because you're gonna be held under a microscope. You're gonna be, you're out there. 
Exactly. That's a tough dude. job. I wouldn't fucking want that, dude. Here's the other thing to I'm that. Phone right? on all day, dude. My my lady would would finally be pissed off at me because I'm always on the phone, talking to people, getting people on the show, this and that. She'd finally she'd put like, get turn that fucking <laughs> phone off. She comes back here. I'm on the phone, and she just rolls her eyes and walks back. Now, imagine if I was a BA, it'd be over, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 tough, dude. It's like I said, you know, you really had to put the I had to put my kids' stuff to the side and all that other stuff. And so I didn't want to miss those last couple of years. And so I, I, I decided to to to, to step back and um, just you know just just become a rank and file member until I came here in 2017. Um, Got elected again at the at, at El Monte, and uh, but I told the, the the stewards here that I was going to step back. When the Santa Fe Springs guys came back, they became stewards. Um, and how'd you guys do it? Was it that was elections or appointed? It was elections. Okay. At El Monte was elections. Uh, here at, at, at uh, Albertsons, I don't know what happened at UPS or any other places that I've heard stuff. From our in our facility, we've always had elections. Mm -hmm. um, we've had two or three of them. Um, one of the things that uh yeah they're they've been appointed recently yeah we've appointed two of them you know we had appoint two of them because uh, you know you had the top two get elected and then our facility is so big Stephen that and, and this is the thing right we all had different days off we're a seven day operation we all had different days off now three of my stewards have become Sunday Monday they all three of them have Sunday Monday and I'm Tuesday Wednesday so now we we don't have coverage on on as much coverage on Sunday Monday. So now I'm up against that. I have to be there on Sunday Monday. If some, nobody's there, it's like oh, he's not there and stuff like that. Um, but you know, um, we did have elections. Uh, it was always you know it was uh, it was always trying to bring us together. Get, uh, I mean, this probably goes for everybody running. We were always trying to bring us together, but it was hard because we all had different ideas the problem with that was that for the six years that i've been there we've had new hires come in every week and if not every week we might have missed one week out of the whole thing but there's new hires constantly for the first for, for the first six years that we've been here the reason i'm bringing that up is because it's impacted us um people don't understand how it impacts us we come from a facility in 98 where we had that big hiring spree and then it slowed down. And then every time somebody came in, hey, they hired some new dude. Oh, hey, where, who's, who's, who's your cousin or whatever it is. It was a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. Who's going to train them? You know, we used to go by seniority over there. So um, it, was, uh, it was going from that to now as a steward. And here's another thing that's changed for me as a steward and, and my unionism here at, 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 at 952. Over there, we didn't agree. I had an election as well. I didn't have a white ballot. We had elections. We didn't agree. But at the end of the day, when when um, when shove when push came to shove, we all stuck together. We were all one unit. After we can go have a softball team, there was no animosity. We're all brothers. You know, somebody's wedding, somebody's kids. We were all together. Um, within, you know, we'd still disagree. So um, when we come out here. When we come out here and you have all these newbies coming in and you try to establish a relationship with them and a, hey brother welcome to the union then three months three months later they're gone four months later they're gone and then you're also dealing with the rest of this this whole storm that's happening around you mm -hmm. so it's been very difficult to educate everybody as much as i like to as much as we've all liked to you know because yeah. the turnover and the 
and, and it's, it's just so high. If you think for one second it's just Teamsters, union members listening to the show, you're out of your mind. The companies are listening to the show. Oh, absolutely. They pay people to listen to the show, and they, they analyze, and they know how to attack I and know. destroy within. I know. Absolutely. And so we got we got to stay positive. And, and I can argue, man. I've gone argue with my sister. She lived across the street from me. We got an argument. We didn't talk for a fucking year. Her family, we, it was it was bad. Right. So when it, union stuff, we, no one wants it. That's nothing. I'm my own fucking flesh and blood. Live across the street from me. We didn't talk for a fucking year until my brother passed away. Okay. And she was the first one to call me. I was I was. It was a lot of emotions going through me. She called me. We 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 put everything aside and we did what we needed to do. Take care of my parents. I mean, she did most of it, uh, but she uh, she stepped up to the plate and and I tipped my hand off to her. So when it comes to having bad blood and not getting along in our local, trust me. I fucking been there, right. but it doesn't matter. We're all fucking family, absolutely. And we gotta, we gotta do what's right for the local. Do what's right for the people, absolutely. and their families, and continue to to grind. I appreciate the Albertsons workers that showed up. I met a lot of them at the pizza, pizza mania that Silver put together. That shit was bad. Actually, that pizza was really good. I brought home. I'd like to have my beers and hang out and conversate. I didn't want to have pizzas and get all fucking sloppy and then go home. I want. I, I, I had beers. I conversated with people. I ordered a pizza to go. I brought a pizza home because me and my family like pizza. I like taking them out to different pizza spots, and we. Tr- it's one of our things we do. So that was one thing that attracted me. Uh, but I, that picture I had, and, and I posted it, and uh, cool. hey, it was cool, man. Was. I even I, I didn't I, I didn't even want to say anything. I had to say some because I really appreciate because I, I, I know a lot of UPSers. I know a lot of UPS yeah. drivers, and we're from the same local, and I want to get to meet my Albertsons guys. I want to meet the CVS people. I want to meet the Coca-Cola guys. I have the list of all the people. Absolutely. Uh, I had uh, one guy from uh, Wine and Spirits, or one of the – he delivers alcohol. He came on my show. Okay. Uh, so Mr. Lopez, uh, he's, he's been on my show. But I want to meet every company that's been, that's been – or that's that's with nine five two and and I, I I'm opening this show up to everybody, man. Awesome. But this brother. is this has been an amazing podcast, man. I learned oh, a lot thanks, today. Man. Really, I learned man. a lot today, and I and I'm glad that I, I met you. You came up to me and, and spoke with me, and I wanted to get you on the show. Before we get out of here, do you got anything else you want to say? How can people get a hold of you if they got questions? Uh, you want to help them out? You got anything? Um, my Facebook page is. Jorge Ortiz, um, you know, I, I, I got J Ortiz 952 as my Instagram. I just barely started Insta booking and Facegramming. Yeah, yeah. Just Instagram, recently. Uh, yeah, I, I mess. I, I've been on Instagram. <laughs> Facebook is started getting the, the old folks, guys in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? That's right. Uh, it's, That's it's, right. It's, it goes Facebook. And it, at first, it was MySpace, Instagram. Oh, not Instagram. Facebook, then Instagram. Then you got Snapchat, TikTok. I haven't gotten on that side yet, you yeah. know, but I, I'm, I'm on Instagram and I, and I post lots of my stuff on Instagram. I just started doing it. I just started doing yeah, it. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's it's it, it's I don't know. It's I just started. I, I've been doing it and a lot of my videos and stuff. This will be on Facebook as well uh, under my page. But everything, go, everything I promote is on Instagram. Okay, but it's yeah. usually it's correlated. 
Jay Ortiz 952. I do want to give a shout out to our administration, bro. Um, at least for me, mm-hmm. with my experience with, with Derek and that administration, they have followed through with the majority. You, you know, you're not going to get everything. It's not it's not realistic yeah. to tell somebody, you know what, we're going to give you the world. It's not realistic. Mm-hmm. But they've followed through on a lot of their promises at mm-hmm. our facility. You know, like I said, our big one of our biggest issues is the standard. We've been fighting the standard for over 25 years. But other than that, if somebody, you know, everybody's welcome to file a grievance. If, mm-hmm. if you have something that's really bothering you, this goes to my, my, my coworkers and stuff like that, then, then file, go through the process. Go through the process, brother. Take it to, if you're not happy with what I said, take it to the business agent. And if you're not happy with what he says, take it to the executive board. Mm. Put them through, put, put them through the test. Take it to the executive board. But if you don't do that, then how can you, how can you, 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 you say something different, right? Yeah. I got, I got guys from the opposition that prefer to go through, 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 through human resources and, and, and even Idaho before they even try their own local union. It's like, bro, give the system a try. And then you can at least say, I did, and they didn't do that nothing. They fucking yeah. did. But if you haven't been able to do that, and you're already saying that, then, bro, what? how, how can you say that? You didn't even go through the process. So everybody give get, get, give give the administration a shot. Um, you know, I'm glad you said that. I, I You know, at first, when I first uh, emailed you, I listened to, to the other podcast. I was upset. I was, I, I wanted to come in here and just, just, unload basically right yeah um but more than that when when you get a a week to think about it and and um having a hostile having a negative having a a a, that type of environment is not healthy for any of us if we continue to if i continue to throw dirt on them or them on us it's just all these newbies, and I go back to these newbies, they're walking into a warehouse where they're already being told. It's a hostility. Don't hang out with them. Don't hang, don't out, hang out with them. Yeah, yeah. They're not doing this That's for like you. high school. And half of these guys, like we talked earlier, um, Stephen, half of these new kids really don't even know what a union is. But yeah. now they got this idea that it sucks, that they're just fighting. I don't want to yeah, be part yeah, of that. Yeah. I don't want to be part of that, you know. Yeah. Now, it's bo- like high school. Both sides I said, have done I it. Said in ter- it's like high school, and somebody told me else it's politics. I go, well, your politics sucks. It's like fucking high school. Yeah. Oh, big time, big time. It's 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 pretty bad, dude. Yeah. So fuck it, man. I'm cool with everybody, bro. I just I I want our union to be strong. I don't want to see anybody get fired. Absolutely not, and man. Everyone needs to stop measuring fucking dicks, dude. Oh, you that's know, the biggest one of them wants, all. Everyone wants to be the fucking man, dude. And absolutely, man. I, I didn't want my podcast to be like that. I like to talk about fucking extraterrestrials and dark yeah. matter and, and stuff like this. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I like meeting uh, people from my local and, and meeting and, and understanding what you guys go through at Albertsons. Because thanks, man. You know, appreciate I, I, you, you. You obviously, if you listen to my show, you talk about what UPSers go through. So once again, I want to thank you coming on thank the show. Thank you, brother. Thank uh, you, Steve. You got everything you got to say. Yeah, I do, man. Thank you for giving You'll everybody be on the, the show platform. again, man. Oh, yes. thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. We're talking about UFOs and re- especially right before Raider football season, we got to oh, get, yeah. get together for that and stuff. Yeah, uh, shit, know. we got to go to Raider game or something, dude. Uh, my my uh, my primos, they all got season tickets. So oh, okay. We got, we got, but have you been to Allegiant Stadium? No, I haven't. I oh, I stayed brother. across the street at Mandalay Bay one time. We went to uh, Zion. We took a break. Uh, real quick, we took a break. Uh, we went halfway. We stayed at Vegas with the family. Never been there, so uh, I saw Allegiant Stadium. But uh, okay. I don't know, man. I, I, once again, dude, if you listen to my shows up Vegas, dude, I've lived in 
not lived, but I've I've been to Vegas. I've stayed there for a while, and it's one of the. I always tell my friends when they would take me to Vegas, I would say, uh, "Just leave me here. I'm gonna become a because uh, uh, I was part time at UPS at the time. I was like, uh, twenty. I didn't become a driver till I was twenty four. So I was about I was twenty one, and I said uh, we'd go and and we'd go on two hundred dollars and we'd be gambling. And I said, just leave me here. I'll, I'll work part time at UPS, uh, at at, at uh, during a, during the morning short and, uh, store, and then uh, I'll be a dealer at night. <laughs> I go, just leave me here. I love uh, me Vegas too, yeah, brother. Man, I love Vegas. Too. I, I love, love Vegas, dude. But we'll we'll talk about it next episode, Definitely. man. Thanks for having me, Steven. Yeah. Thank you for giving everybody the platform that you do. This platform's we for everybody, man. It's not gonna be. You. Uh, it really is. It's not gonna. I can't be biased. I can't. Thank you, Steven. And it's it's. It's been a long time coming, and I've matured and understood uh, and learned uh, what I've been through. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm, I'm honest on the show. It's, it's no bullshit, man. But I, I, I'm glad I met you guys. It was, it was such a relief. There's just you guys that come up and, and shake my hand, give me daps and have some beers and pizza and just chill. Definitely. So, we'll, uh, be, we'll be, we'll be yeah. getting together. Bro, yeah, we'll sure. be getting together soon. Once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around thank the you. world that tune in every week to the Raider and Saint podcast. I love you guys. Be good to one another, and I'll see you next week. All Take right? care. Thank Peace. you.